I knew this weight loss was hopeless unless God did it. Yeah. I'd never done it before. It would be a miracle. Yeah. And um, every morning I went to um, the gym and I walked on the treadmill and I listened to worship music and I just did business with God every morning and I was just like, you have to do this. I, I, I can't and, and I'm, and I'm tired and I need to, it's either you or it's not going to happen. Yeah. And <laughs> guess what? That is how it happened. <laughs> You're listening to This Life We Live in the Body, a podcast about gospel-centered weight loss. I'm Becky Watson, and I'm here with my sister and friend, Katie Morgan. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm excited about this podcast because as we've talked about this and coming up to it, your experience with weight loss has been so emotional and so spiritual. And uh, my journey with weight loss has not been that way at all. So um, not that it shouldn't be because the gospel does affect every area of our lives, all of our relationships with with other people, our relationship with God obviously changes. But um why wouldn't it also have an impact on our relationship with how we feel about our bodies and how we treat our bodies and our relationship with food, our relationship with exercise? So the gospel should have an impact on that. So I'm excited to digest this, to break this down of where the gospel is in my journey, as well as where the gospel has been in your journey. Yeah, you know, like as we think about our two stories, which we will discuss, but you and I know because we're sisters, um, I definitely have a lot more to say about <laughs> what the gospel says about weight loss. Yeah. And you definitely have a lot more to say about what weight loss says about the gospel and that you know you're really good at the weight loss part, <laughs> better than I am. So uh, so we'll get into that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but I also feel um, as we've been uh, just preparing for this, um, it's revealing a lot of sin that I have. And that's uncomfortable to me to realize that my journey and my success with weight loss has been full of sin. And now I have to deal <laughs> with all these sin issues that I don't want to because dealing with sin is uncomfortable, but is important to do. The first part of the gospel is bad news. But let me let me just tell you, <laughs> that second part's really good news. So, absolutely, so, absolutely. so, so yeah, we will we'll dive into that. But before we get too far in, um, I just wanted to do uh, kind of like a quick introduction. Let's talk about where we are uh, with our body shape, weight, type, and stuff. Because... Okay. Um, I don't want people to think that, <laughs> well, uh, that I am some sort of guru on health stuff. I like Same. I, Same. I'm not that. So I am um, 35 years old. Is that true? I, I think so. I'm <laughs> I was going to do math for a second. I'm 35 years old. I've had two children. I'm five, five and a half. I currently weigh 229.4 pounds, which I'm pleased about because it's been kind of staying at that, which sure. is, um, I just had a baby six months ago, so that's a uh, postpartum weight, and I'm wearing, like, size, I think size 16 jeans. It's hard because I'm kind of going through my pre-pregnancy yeah. Yeah. Um, weight uh, clothes, and maybe XL to double XL shirt. And so I just want everyone to know, 
this is not something I'm coming around saying, hey, I've figured this out. I'm I'm (laughs) totally um, done now. I'm Mm -hmm. fixed. No, I'm right here in it. And and I'll share my story more in a minute. But um, yeah, I am not some sort of personal trainer or something (laughs) like that. I work at a desk, so... (laughs) Um, would you be comfortable yeah, sharing yeah, those things sure. about you? Yeah, um, I'm five six, I think. If you're five five and a half, I'm five six. The half inch taller. I'm ha- at least a half inch taller. Um, I am uh thirty two. <laughs> <laughs> we remember our age. I, I always wonder why mom never remembers how old she is. I think this is the point it gets mm-hmm. to. I'm thirty two because I would definitely remember if I was thirty three. <laughs> I'm thirty two. Um, I have I've had three children. My youngest is one. Um, a little bit older than one. Um, I weigh a uh, hundred and thirty-three and a half pounds today. Um, uh, I am a, I'm in a size six pants from Old Navy, which I feel like is generous. I don't think that I'm a true size six. Probably maybe closer to a size eight. Um, was there anything else? But in your but you're a sh- small shirt size. You're like yeah, like a small shirt size. I, I carry my weight in my hips. Got good uh, childbearing hips there. Um, and uh, you have MS. Oh yeah, I have a disability, and that is uh, definitely an aspect of what I can do physically. So um, yeah, there's definitely limitations on. Uh, on that aspect of my life, on what I can do to exercise. I can't run anymore, for right. example. Um, I can walk okay. Uh, mm-hmm. My husband said recently, wow, you almost look like you're walking normally. So Thanks for the encouragement. It's really, that's a huge encouragement, actually. Uh, but that's a different sin issue for a different day. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Well, um, sort of my uh, intention, sort of, I want to say this at the beginning of every episode, not just this one, is that we really want to focus on the gospel first and foremost. If mm-hmm. it ends up being 90% gospel, 10% weight loss, I think we're really in, in the spot that we want to be mm-hmm. because um, the gospel is so much more important mm-hmm. than what our body looks like, mm-hmm. um, just as a quick, as a quick thing Absolutely, you can yeah. say that. But also, I'm hoping that um, if we focus on the gospel um, as we discuss how it relates to our weight loss, that um, the weight loss aspect will just be like a vehicle we can use to explore the gospel and that the things we learn in, about the gospel could be applied to like any part of your life, yeah. especially when we talk about um you know, fighting sin and and what it really means to internalize the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, our our title, this life we live in the body, comes from Galatians two twenty when it's talking about we've been crucified with Christ. We no longer live, but Christ lives within us. And this life we live in the body, and that's the part that I want to that I uh, that I want to focus on is. It's we live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Mm. What does that look like in mm-hmm. an everyday life? And we're just kind of picking weight loss um, and, and health and fitness as an avenue to think about that. What, how, do, how now do we live now that we've been yeah. redeemed and yeah. saved by Jesus? Let's define the gospel um, just so we're clear. Yeah. Uh, the gospel is essentially God's love for sinners. In that God has done um, 
has sent his son Jesus to die for us, to take the punishment for our sin so that we could be brought into God's family and that we could um, be saved from our sin. Um, it's more about what God does for us than what we do for God. And um, the structure that we use at our church a lot is that um, we lost it all, all, Jesus did it all, and we get it all. Mm-hmm. We were, uh, Adam and Eve were in the garden. They had everything they needed. They rebelled against God and they lost everything. Yeah. That Everything was broken and marred. Um, the way they thought about themselves and their bodies, the way they related to one another and the relationship with God and the relationship with food. It was broken. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Jesus came and when he died on the cross, well, as he lived a perfect life, he demonstrated what uh, what pure righteousness was like. Mm-hmm. So Jesus did not overeat, you know. Jesus had self-control. Mm-hmm. He, um, he didn't use food as an idol. He didn't use anything as an idol. Right. And um, he didn't um, hate his body. And then uh, he died on the cross and he took the punishment for all the times I overate mm-hmm. and all the times that I have lacked self-control and then um, paid, paid my penalty 100% so that when I believe in him, I can have every spiritual blessing mm-hmm. in Christ. Um, this is the hardest part, I think, for me to recognize is how much I have in Christ. And that's really my story of realizing, oh, wow, I have this in Christ now. Mm-hmm, yeah. I can really have um, victory over this sin in Christ. I can have, um, it's really true that when God looks at me, he sees Jesus um, in, in pure righteousness in Christ. That's um, that's really a big part of this is that third part. Mm-hmm. How do you think I did on that? Um, I think you did good. Um, I really enjoyed reading Risen Motherhood. Um, yeah, Risen Motherhood is the name of the book uh, by Emily Jensen and Laura Whiffler. Um, they spend a chapter on your postpartum body, which um, having three kids, that one really definitely hit it. Um, but then when I was talking about um, the redemption aspect of the gospel and where that comes in with your postpartum body. Um, it, uh, I'm just going to read. Can I read from yeah, it? Yeah, go for okay? it. Um, when we trust his death on our behalf, we believe that he, we died that death with him and we are raised to a new life in the spirit. This means we are not pursuing a certain physical appearance in this life. Instead, we are pursuing a person who loves us deeply and gives us immeasurable and unchanging worth. The only thing that will make us truly happy isn't a smaller pant size or a six-pack after baby or before baby or any time. Forever. Forever. But Christ himself. Does this mean that we won't care what happens to our bodies? That we treat them poorly doing whatever we want, thinking it doesn't matter at all? By no means. We are purchased by a a costly sacrifice. And the very scars Christ carries on his body reminds us that we are not our own, but we are... We are meant for testifying to God's glory. We are his workmanship in Christ, created for good works. Even our physical scars in motherhood are a shadow of God's costly grace. Yeah, that's so, so important to recognize that because of Jesus, ultimately, weight loss doesn't matter. Your weight doesn't matter because you are bought with a price and he loves you. He loves you. Mm -hmm. But also because of Jesus, our weight loss matters more than ever when I, especially when I'm talking about the way we treat our bodies and the way we think, the way we live um, now has 
true eternal purpose. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's both freeing and uh, like a mission now. Yes. So um, really good um, way to start out. Good. So. Good. Um, so like I said, I was um, I've been thinking about this for about two years. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2019, um, spring of 2019, I was probably uh, 230 pounds, about the same weight I am now. Um, because I was also um, postpartum. Although at that point, my first baby was... Yeah, she was two. Two, yeah. So I, it had stayed on, mm-hmm. right? I hadn't mm-hmm. lost any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't really that surprising because I had never really lost weight. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I wasn't super, super obese. No. But I just, my weight just steadily went up yeah. all my life and it never went down. Yeah. Um. There, I, I've always, always trying and maybe sometimes it would get like... Um, 15 pounds or 10 pounds or something, mm-hmm. but it would just um, come back and it felt like I would hit like some sort of wall and it was just impossible to move on. Mm-hmm. And if I ever did lose weight, it was so hard. Like, <laughs> oh, I could like only vegetables and water and like running all the time and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I kind of had put myself in a category of uniquely unable to lose weight just like my the way my body is i can't lose weight um you were curvy for your whole life i mean you were you were a skinny child no no i wasn't underweight or no and i was early bloomer too so (laughs) what a curse i know (laughs) i really uniquely uh what is true is I'm uniquely uh, designed to talk about this because uh, I, I know a lot about feeling uncomfortable in your skin mm-hmm. and wanting to lose weight. But um, another thing about me is that, um, I mean, grew, we both grew up with wonderful Christian parents, went to church all the time. I am the firstborn, you're the secondborn. I think, I think I am a parent pleaser, a teacher pleaser, and I'm a Pharisee. Mm-hmm. Um, I always did the right thing you know like I am the prodigal son uh, you're not a prodigal son (laughs) no not at all but you are definitely a little more of a peer pleaser and I'm more of an uh, approval type person so all the rules I followed yes and one of the rules was well what I want to say is I felt like I ultimately focusing on my weight and trying to lose weight to become more attractive was the wrong thing to do. But I don't think I ever actually thought that. I just was like, because I, you know, like I wanted to, I mean, I dressed nice as much Mm -hmm. as I could and stuff, but it felt, um, it felt much less important to focus on the way I look than it did to focus on pleasing you know, doing my homework or, yeah, or yeah. Uh, going to church or, or helping out in church or doing all that thing. And, um, and like, I was a pretty normal size. It wasn't a huge issue. No. I don't think I had, like, a uh, eating no. disorder or no, anything like that. that. But um, I just kind of put it on the back burner. I think a lot of women find themselves mm-hmm. in that place. Is like, yeah. yeah, it's important. I wish I could lose weight. It would be imp- – I could tell you a lot of good reasons to lose weight. But I just, it's more important for me to take care of my kids. It's more important for me to, um, you know, do my job or help out with church or whatever. So I found myself in 2019 um, at my highest weight, happier than I've ever been. We had just had a baby. We had just bought a house. Um, 
I I had everything I've ever wanted um, in those terms, um, but uh, slowly uh, wanting another child and realize um, not getting, being able to get pregnant, which was really different because we had gotten pregnant really easy the first time. And so I had about like, in 2019, I had experienced about six months of infertility, not really that long, as, um, relatively speaking. Um, and uh, I went to talk to my doctor and I told my doctor, my gut feeling is that if I lost um, some weight that I would get sure, pregnant. Sure. And she's like, I agree with you. <laughs> she's like, if you lost um, 30 pounds, I bet you'd get pregnant. And, um, why'd you even go to the doctor? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, uh, I don't know. I I feel like every time going to the doctor, like you should probably lose weight. Yeah. They always say you should probably lose weight. But if you go in knowing, I think I should lose weight. Obviously the doctor's gonna be like, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I guess I didn't know if it would be related so Mm. much to infertility and she confirmed that it was. And, um, and she said, you can do it. You can do it. Mm. And I kind of, for some reason, believed her. I, I don't know why I've never lost weight. <laughs> but, uh, um, did she give you any tips, like any practical tips of what you should do? Or should you just, she just said you should do it back? She had recently lost some weight. Okay. So she had ga- she gave me like a, she, I think she had done Whole30 or sure, whatever. Yeah. But I think even then she was like, you know, you know what to do to lose weight. And that's true. I did. Like yeah. you need yeah. to eat less and exercise or whatever. Yeah. I've learned a lot more since then, but anyway, um, so that experience, so when she said that, um, all of a sudden I felt like I had a worthy motivation. Okay. Um, what I had kind of thought was not important, felt important now because, um, I felt like it would was really important to have a baby and it was something I knew God wanted. I remember talking to you during this season and you were open to not having any more children because you guys weren't getting pregnant and you said, I'm open to not having children. You know, if God wants me to adopt, I'm okay building my family that way. But this desire to have your own children wasn't going away. So the fact that you had this worthy cause, as you put it, it wasn't as... It felt like for the first time I could actually pray and ask God, sure, please help me lose weight, which I had never done before because it felt profane. Like, how dare you... Interesting. How dare you ask God for something so um, vain? But now it felt like an important reason. Interesting. And so um, it's sort of like I felt... And then I kind of like went down the... Well, so this happened. And then right around the same time, something else happened. There's actually probably 10 different influences God was working through, which is one of the confirmations to me um, that God has just been like preparing this for my life. (laughs) And it was so, it was so, um, it was such an amazing experience actually. So I, um, so I worked at church. I I was very, very busy person, always very busy, Um, felt stressed out and, um, and like drained all the time. That was just my entire adult life at mm-hmm. this point. I mean, I was happy, but I was stressed. Yep. And um, on Wednesday nights, um, I would be here at church and um, working with the kids and feeling very stressed out about that. And often would, like, um, with my husband, we would get, like, a treat. I would bring home a treat on Wednesday night. Or mm-hmm. maybe I would have him get it or something. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because he was at work. 
because um, he's an accountant. He'd work late. He'd bring home the treat. I had I had Addie with me. So then um, I was at church and I was thinking the whole night about how I wanted a Sonic peanut butter Oreo <laughs> shake. Like I was like, that's what I want tonight. And so I like texted him like, have it ready for me when I get home. <laughs> and so then I would like get home totally tired and stressed and I would just, and I had this... This milkshake, which is an excellent milkshake, <laughs> totally recommend. It's very, very good. But um, I like down the shake like so fast. Interesting. Yeah. And I remember thinking it like after I was done, I was like, I don't even remember how that tasted. I was huh. like, it was yeah. like so fast. And I had an epiphany, like a, a like God like just reached in and he touched my heart, and he's like, this is a really secular way to live. You know, like I was, yeah. I was like, it was just a very clear stress eating scenario. And I looked at my life and I was like, I am tired and dehydrated and stressed and overweight and unhealthy. And like, this is nothing like an abundant life. Mm-hmm. Like this, it just, I mean, like I said, I was happy with my family and my jobs and I, like, there's a lot of good things going, but my, like, actual body was kind of, like, the worst shape it's ever been. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't need this milkshake. I need living water, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. it was like, I need a living milkshake (laughs) because this thing is, um, it was just so clear to me what had happened. And so I started thinking and praying and talking um, with my uh, mentor about it. And I said, I really need, I am not bearing spiritual fruit. You know, I've been a Christian my whole life. I've, um, you know, practically my whole life. And I have done everything I could to follow Mm -hmm. Jesus is, you know, like, obviously we could dive into what that is, but like I thought I had been. And so I, and I said, why am I, why am I so dry, you know, mm-hmm. as a, as a person? Like what, what, is, this is not working, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had a couple of mentors and um, I remember them always reading John 15 um, to me. <laughs> and I was like, why do they love this part of this message so much? <laughs> I was reading it. But it was like, you know, Jesus is like, so I just like read it over and over and over. And um, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. You can't do anything apart from me. If you believe in me, you will mm. bear fruit, fruit that will last. And I'm like looking at that. And I'm like, where is this fruit? You know? And then, um, and the next, the next step was recognizing that that fruit is the fruit of the spirit. One of them is self-control. And I said, I don't have that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started praying. I was like, God, you need to give me spiritual fruit. You promised you would. And I just sort of went strong on it. I'm like, I want to live an abundant life. And so I just kind of kept um, studying my Bible and scouring the Bible for how am I going to bear spiritual fruit? I knew this weight loss was hopeless unless God did it. Yeah. I'd never done it before. It would be a miracle. Yeah. And um, every morning I went to um, the gym and I walked on the treadmill and I listened to worship music and I just did business with God every morning. And mm-hmm. I was just like, you have to do this. I, I, I can't and, and, I'm, and I'm tired and mm-hmm. I need to, it's either you or it's not going to happen. Yeah. And... <laughs> 
guess what? That is how it happens. (laughs) That is what it does. That's what it works. There's a million different little stories of the way that God had brought brought wisdom into my life and gave me grace and under and helped me understand different things. And um, a long story short, I was at uh, 20, 228 in um, March 2019. And then by December, I was 195. So I lost almost 40 pounds through that process, doing things I had never done. Like you go to McDonald's, I was eating a salad. Like I never, never did that. And mm-hmm. it was... Um, and other people would be like, why are, why are you losing all this weight? And I said, um, and it was like embarrassing, but I'd be like, uh, Jesus lost this weight for me. <laughs> and then, um, someone's like, well, uh, you should write a, you should write a book or something about that. I said, I think it's just the whole Bible. Like, I it was like, it just was like, so it was like getting saved again. Yeah. And I would tell, I try to tell people about what I was learning mm-hmm. And all I was doing was quoting verses with lots of excitement. <laughs> it's like verses that I'd always known. I'm like, guys, the truth will set you free. Look, like, this life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. And they're like, yeah, I know that verse, but that doesn't make. And it's just, and it's just the way, it's just the way that God is that He He slowly illuminates Scripture uh-huh. to you, and and He just makes it clear. Mm-hmm. Um, the truth of the gospel and the truth of the gospel makes a difference. Yeah. It was fun to watch you through this time because I saw all this spiritual growth happening in your life and you were dropping weight and I just felt like every other conversation you were you're um you're quick to cry when you're laughing yeah. and when you're sad and when you're emotional. So yeah. <laughs> you know, you just be crying and telling me all these things and uh I remember it was like Thanksgiving and you're like, did I tell you what happened? You said to me, did I tell you what happened this morning at the turkey trot that you had run the race? And you said, I wept the whole time, but it was so beautiful. The about- whole 5K yeah. I wept, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I, so that's a good part. Thank you for reminding me. Um, so it was Thanksgiving morning. I found out I wasn't pregnant that morning. And so I, so it had been, you know, so I had lost like a lot of weight. The 30 pounds the doctor had told my son gotten pregnant. And so I was really discouraged. And then, um, but I mean, used to it at that point too. <laughs> so then I um, was running this 5K race and I was listening to my worship music and talking to God as I do when I um, run or walk. And I'm like, look at me. I'm running a race at 30, whatever I was, four, three, whatever. Somewhere in there. Um, and I wa- used to be... Um, you know, this weight, and now I'm this weight. And even the year prior, you would not have been able to walk that. No. Well, maybe, maybe I wasn't that, that Um, you don't have MS. It's hard for me to remember (laughs) how normal people can walk. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But, uh, but the, the, I ran the whole thing and I wouldn't have been able to do that. And, um, I thought that my, I was just going to get worse and worse. And Mm -hmm. you brought life. I felt like you brought life to my body. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt resurrected yeah. in a really tangible, physical yeah. way. And so, yeah, I wept the whole time. And um, uh, and I've just, and then the next month um, I got pregnant. Yeah. So, uh, in, in, so that whole next year of 2020, I, I was pregnant and my weight went right back up. <laughs> and here As I. As it does. We are not going to be talking about weight loss and pregnancy because I don't know how to do that. We have no one. idea how to do that. <laughs> Good luck. Figure that one out. So, uh, 
Uh, so then last Thanksgiving, when my baby was just um, three months old, I the no turkey trot because of the uh, because of COVID. But I went to the bike trail and cried on the bike trail <laughs> to just thank God. Like, mm-hmm. look at this journey you put me on, mm-hmm. that you gave me the child that I had asked for. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was so exciting to know that he wasn't done and that he would continue to work. And here we are, spring 2021, and I am exactly the weight <laughs> that I started at in October in, in, in the spring 2019. I looked it up last night. So... Um, I'm right back at 228 where I started in March of 2019, but this time I am just excited. I'm just like, what is God going to teach me this time? And um, the the process of losing weight is a it's a real it was a real blessing Mm -hmm. the first time. Um, But part of this is even if God chooses to not have me lose weight, like. I'm in a different place now. Mm-hmm. I know I lost it all because I had sinned and I had worshipped my own comfort instead of God. Mm-hmm. I was an idolater and I was unable to do the weight loss on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't just, I could tried and failed to muster my own self-discipline and my own self-control. Jesus paid it all. I did sin, but Jesus forgave me for my sin. Mm-hmm. And even though the, the weight on my body was evidence of that sin, I didn't have to feel shame for it because it was under the blood. God, Jesus had forgiven me for mm-hmm. it and I get it all. In Christ, I could I could have victory over my sin. I could bear spiritual fruit and I could live a full and abundant life. And I just, um, I continue to learn more and more about that aspect. So um, that's my story, and I um, hopefully will have exciting things to share in the future about my next story, and Mm -hmm. um, definitely want to hear your story next, too. Um, But for now, let's just close out and um, then maybe share a a few uh, blessings that we're experiencing. I'm going to pray. Okay. Dearly Father, thank you so much for the truth that has set me free. Thank you for your gospel that has an impact on my life in real, tangible ways. Lord, I pray that um, your name would be made great as we just glorify you for your gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Katie... What is something that, if you'd be willing to share, that God has just been blessing you with lately? Sure. Um, 2020, despite the pandemic, a lot of good Christian, a lot of artists, music artists, released their own uh, albums uh, during all their time off. Um, And uh, the um, album The Joy of Being by Citizens and Saints um, is a great album. Not often are albums, every single song, good in quality, but this one is a very gospel-centered album and very good music, and it's fun music to listen to. Anyways, one of the songs um, on there is All I Need, which in 2020, if there's ever a time that you need to focus on Jesus being all that you need, that was it. And um, some of the, it goes, that has three different verses. And then the first verse um, talks about the beginning of life. And the middle verse talks about um, the the hard times in life and the waves, the highs and the lows of life. And then the last verse um, 
talks about uh, when we get to see Jesus at the end. And um, some of the lyrics from it is, um, There in the waves of life, you hold my breath, and here at the table of wine and bread, uh, wine and broken bread, I find you are all I need, all I need, and the air I breathe, and the joy of being hidden in your time until the life ahead, you are all I need. And so that, that song's really been uh, a great blessing to me, and it's it's a good moving song when you're cleaning the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Great. We'll um, link to that in the podcast notes. I think I'll, I'll share a song then. Um, well, an album. Uh, Rediscovering Rich Mullins. <laughs> um, obviously, a really old... I mean, something I listened to... My parents listened to when I was little. But we've been listening to um, um, stuff of... Winds of Heaven, Stuff of Earth, I think. I think that's the album. Is that the album with a picture of his dog on the front? That's the one. <laughs> Every single song. Um, but first of all, they're so full of theology. Yeah. And I didn't miss that as a kid. And um, and now uh, my daughter, Addie, she's four years old, is singing them. And she picks out things like it's so full of theology that she's picking out things like, well, what she'll ask me, like, what does that mean that... Um, you know, it talks about um, looking in the sky and seeing the stars. And I said, oh, do you remember the story of Abraham? He mm-hmm. saw all the stars. And so, like, we're making connections that way. And I just find it to be so nourishing to hear these songs. And it's like, the fact that it's old, old, was it like 90s, maybe 80s, 80s or maybe. something like that? Um, it's just like, um, this man really loved the gospel. And even before, you know, like when I was little mm-hmm. and to hear it now and have it, have it feel so prescient and current, like sure. lyrics wise, perhaps you disagree about the, no, <laughs> the actual music, but the um, lyrics wise are so um, true to my heart. It just is like a confirmation, you know, it's just like a really encouraging thing to listen to. So that's album I am listening on <laughs> repeat. So. A little bit different. Few yeah. years between those two yeah. releases. <laughs> I don't think mine You're was. The, I don't think mine was recorded on a vinyl. Yeah, well. yeah, like they'll probably be available on a vinyl now. Distributed by audio tapes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, thanks so much for um, joining me, Katie. Letting me um, tell my story oh, my with you and helping um, helping me tell my story. And um, in the meantime, we will uh, um, hope everyone has a great week and. Remember Jesus in all of your decisions. Yeah. Keep your eyes on him because uh, he, he is the author and perfecter of your faith. Mm-hmm. Have a great week.